Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up, everyone? It's Dr. Will Cole, and welcome to The Art of Being Well. I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam. I started one of the first functional medicine telehealth centers in the world over a decade ago, and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book, and The Inflammation Spectrum, and Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, and there's lots of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. All right, let's get to today's guest. Dear friend of mine, brilliant colleague, her name is Dr. Taz. Tazneem Bhatia, MD. I know her as Dr. Taz. But Dr. Taz is a board-certified physician specializing in integrative and emergency medicine, pediatrics, and prevention with expertise in women's health, weight loss, and nutrition. She is the author of What Doctors Eat, The 21-Day Belly Fix, and also the amazing book, Superwoman Rx, Unlock the Secrets to Lasting Health, Your Perfect Weight, Energy, and Passion, Dr. Taz's Power Type Plans. She is also the host of Radio MD's The Dr. Taz Show, the Superwoman's Whole Health Fix podcast, and a popular YouTube series as well. She has served as the medical expert for CNN Headline News, Dr. Oz, The Today Show, Access Hollywood, Good Morning America, Extra, Live with Kelly, and The Doctors. She is a contributing editor to Prevention Magazine, and she's also an assistant professor at Emory University. You're going to learn so much from my dear friend and stay tuned through the entire conversation because at the end of my conversation with Dr. Taz, I answer another one of your burning health questions in an Ask Me Anything. This is Dr. Taz Bhatia's Art of Being Well. My friend, Dr. Taz Bhatia, how the heck have you been? 
Oh my gosh, busy like you, right? Managing the kids and everything else we have going on, but really well, feeling very blessed and in a good spot overall. Kids, clinic, life, all this stuff. Adds up. What, well, it does. What I, <laughs> what I really am excited for people to get out of this conversation is we have two clinicians, the people that see patients still yep. are busy seeing patients. I mean, you get some doctors at certain points in their career, they're not seeing people anymore, which is great. I mean, they're doing other amazing things, but I think there's a whole level of sharpness and insight and practical things of things of people that are seeing, we're seeing so many people during the day right? because you're still seeing patients full-time, right? No, I cram it in, but I basically have a full-time patient schedule. So yeah, busy for sure. So yeah, exactly. So let's get into it. So I want I'm curious to know, let's go back. What got you into the field of, of healthcare that you are in? You're traditionally trained, but what was the precipice for you to really integrate other aspects of health and wellness into your practice? You know, I hate saying this, but it was my own health. I had no intention of doing this whatsoever. I was your, I was kind of still am quite honestly, a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. So I was, I loved the emergency room. I had actually applied out for ICU fellowships. Ironically, my sister's in residency right now. She's kind of following that path as well. And, you know, I just liked, I liked the adrenaline rush, you know, I love procedures and all that other stuff, but in the course of training and then coming out and getting that first job and working and then doing night shifts and day shifts and flip-flopping everywhere else, I was just getting sicker and sicker. Probably the foundation for that was much earlier, but again, we're not trained to think about this stuff. And, you know, by the time I was in my second year post-residency, I didn't even look or feel like myself, but I think we're all caught up in achievement. At least a lot of, you know, a lot of us are, and a lot of people that we know are, and I talk about super women and they are as well. And we really ignore all the clues and the kind of the little things that the body is trying to tell us. And that's exactly what I did, even as a physician and ignored it and ignored it until literally, like, I think I had very little hair left on my scalp. I had gained a ton of weight. I was having joint pain. I was having all this acne. And it was really like my husband who I was dating at the time and my mom who had to kind of almost have an intervention with me. And like, we know you're a doctor. We're not trying to step on your toes. We know you're super smart, all this other stuff, but we really feel like something's wrong, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? And like, just start crying. And of course <laughs> I knew, right. I'm like getting dressed in the dark. My stuff's not fitting. Like I knew, but I just didn't want to face it. So there's all that, you know, kind of shame and guilt that goes with having a medical issue. So then I started a series of doctor's visits because, you know, they encouraged me to, and it was a really disappointing journey is probably the best way to say it. It was one that was really hopeless, like, oh, well, we don't know what's going on or take this medicine or take this other thing, you know? And so finally I took one of the medications and it had terrible side effects, you know, one of which where like I passed out while driving, crashed my car. You've heard the story before I could have really hurt someone or hurt myself. And I think it takes, unfortunately, it takes some of these really tough moments to be like, oh my gosh. I have to do something differently, you know? And so that's where like, you know, I started looking for other systems of medicine. I looked up holistic medicine. I found like a weekend course in holistic medicine and went to it. And it was literally like words and knowledge that I had never been exposed to after now eight years of training and two or three years of working. And so it just opened up my mind and then you just want more, you want to learn more, you want to do more. And so, you know, I just kept on this path and I then became an acupuncturist. I studied Chinese medicine, got certified in nutrition 
in. And the whole time I was kind of eyeing Dr. Wiles fellowship in integrative medicine. And finally I was like, I, I just want to do this. I have to do this. And so I did that. And that was sort of the final, like, I am done. I am done with conventional medicine. This is my new path. This is the way forward. So meanwhile, I healed myself and all these people, like years are going by, right? So this is a three or four year journey. And all these people around me are like, oh my gosh, what'd you do? What was different? Like, you know, tell me what you're taking. Well, is this a good, like they bring their bottles out or they bring their labs out yeah. like that. I'm still working the ER. And so my husband's watching this and he's about to start his dental practice. And he's like, I think you need to do something with this. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't know. Like, it just feels like people need your knowledge. He goes, why don't you take the back two rooms of my office? You know, there's no overhead. You don't have to worry about anything and just see a few patients. I go, okay, that's easy enough. Like I'll like drop down. We had two kids by then. I'm like, I'll drop down, you know, to doing, you know, maybe eight ER shifts and I'll see some of these patients two days a week and I'll be home every day by two o'clock. That's what I had told them is like, I'll be home every day by two. And yeah, that was like the biggest joke. And <laughs> that's not what happened. We got slammed. I got, he got slammed in his way, but I got slammed and just the hunger and the same story over and over again, different conditions, different people, different ages, right? Different genders, but the same story, not getting answers, not being able to put the pieces of their health together, being told to take a million things or do a million procedures. And just collective despair is probably how I would describe it. And, you know, I still hadn't committed. I was still working the ER, still really hadn't committed that this was going to be my life and my next thing. But it was like patient after patient would come in. I'd give them this knowledge. I'd send them out and they'd come in and be like, well, so-and-so said you're a quack or so-and-so said that's simply not true. Or, you know, and I was like, oh crap, you know, if I'm going to do this, I've got to be all in because I've got to be able to offer medicine as a one-stop shop, as a complete solution, rather than having people have to pick apart who they're going to believe and not believe. And so it became a mission. It became, mm -hmm. it went from a personal story to, I would hate to say a hobby, but maybe it was just like a hobby. And then it just became a mission. And so mm -hmm. years into opening the practice, I think that was like 2012 or yeah, 2011, 2012. I think I really scaled down. I quit the ER, moved locations, got out of my husband's office. He was very grateful for that. So <laughs> I got up of there and he was pretty upset when he found acupuncture needles all over his dental chair. He's like, yeah, this is not working anymore. And so I found my own space and really just have continued to grow it. And now we have two locations. We have about 10 providers and we're working on models to really get this thing out, even on a bigger scale, because I continue to believe the same thing. People, it's the same story all these years mm -hmm. later, 12 years in now, same story. People aren't getting answers, can't put the pieces of their health together, don't mm -hmm. know where to and we've got to do things a different way. Yeah, we, very well said. I love to unwind with a refreshing drink after a busy day of consulting patients online. But the last thing I need is a hangover. I don't even drink alcohol. It's not worth it for me because I just, I see it honestly, really play such a negative role in my patients' lives and I just don't need it at all. I like feeling great. And I want a drink that's in alignment with how I want to feel. That's why I've been loving hop water. It's the healthy way to hops. Hop water is a non-alcoholic sparkling hop water crafted with functional ingredients for added mood boosting benefits. Hop water, that's H-O-P-W-T-R, hop water, is made from an exclusive blend of hops that give it a crisp, citrusy, piney taste. The new lime flavor is perfect for a taco night, 
They also have classic blood orange and mango. My favorite, honestly, lately has been the new lime flavor. It's so fresh and refreshing. Plus, again, it has no alcohol, calories, carbs, or sugar, so it won't bust up your diet. Right now, the Art of Being Well listeners can get this special offer, 20% off your first purchase. Plus, get free shipping when you order 24 cans or more. To get this offer, go to hopwater.com, that's H-O-P-W-T-R.com, and use my promo code WILLCOLE to get 20% off plus free shipping. Don't wait, this offer won't last long. Go now to hopwater.com, that's H-O-P-W-T-R.com, use that promo code WILLCOLE. When you do what you love, like running, like racing, going out and enjoying the outdoors, making your favorite meal, going to the spa, spending time with your family, your pets, all the things, you want to do it for life, right? Inside Tracker can help. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. I realize many people listening to The Art of Being Well aren't necessarily my patients, even though all my patients listen to the podcast. Shout out to my amazing patients. And we run labs for them, right? And we're getting to the root cause of why they feel the way that they feel. And then I realized there's a lot of other people that aren't necessarily my patients right now that want access to amazing information to learn about their health. And that's why I love Inside Tracker. And if they do end up being my patients, they can bring the amazing lab test data that you get from Inside Tracker to one of our online consultations and I can go over it with them as well. So whether you have a functional medicine doctor or not, this information is really great. Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way toward reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. For a limited time, you can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com slash art of being well. Again, that's Inside Tracker. That's I-N-S-I-D-E-T-R-A-C-K-E-R, insidetracker.com slash art of being well. So a few things come to mind now is it the the pushback that you got, you know, people saying, oh, like, what's this, this quack stuff that you're talking about? And they didn't really look into it much. Colleagues at the time. And then I'm curious to see the colleague, have you seen people that colleagues of yours that are still in more of the conventional side of things? Have you seen their opinions change or not? And how did you, how did that make you feel? Did you expect that response? Yeah, I I think I was surprised by the response. I don't think, you know, I think I'm very, continue to be a little bit naive. I don't think, I guess I'm the eternal optimist. I have a lot of hope for us as physicians and as a community and even as a globe, but I don't think I expected the backlash from my people that I got, right? Like so many people were like, well, why would you risk your reputation for that? Like, why would you risk your academic career for that? Like, I don't understand. Like, and then even financially, right? Cause I was working in the ER and now I'm doing holistic medicine. Like, why would you compromise your family's financial security for that? You know? So there were all these, why would you? And my, one of my dearest friends is um, actually a general surgeon. And he's like, what, like what's holistic medicine? What's integrated? Like what? And like, I think he just 
tolerated me for a while. Like, I don't know what she's doing. I think he went back and told our group of friends, like, I don't know what she's doing, but she's, she's doing something. And it's been interesting to see a shift. And that's the good news. I think that there has been a shift in the last 12 years where I have gone from being the quack to being like, Oh my God, how'd you do that? You know, or, or like, deliver this type of care and still be physicians and still be in the medical field, you know? And I think that's really great to see. I will tell you though, that medicine is still, and you probably know this, it's still very patriarchal. It's still very cloaked in its own interest. And so there still are naysayers, right? And those naysayers, Mm -hmm they'll point fingers, but the people that know me and have watched the journey and that have then maybe too experienced their own health crises in the years that have passed, they're on board. They get it. Mm -hmm. And it was so fulfilling. I recently had a little health thing where I had to go through and get multiple scans and get a biopsy and all this other stuff and everything's fine. But it was so fulfilling to hear every doctor or nurse that touched me in a hospital setting be like, oh my gosh, I love what you're doing. I can't wait like to see this. I want to check this out. So we've really like come a long way. We still have Mm -hmm. a long way to go, but we've come a long way for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I've been in the space of functional medicine, the same amount of time as you have been in 12 past 12 years. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? I mean, the exact same time, I've seen so much change. Yeah. I mean, there was no Cleveland Clinic Functional Medicine Center. The conversations were like, a, I would get phone calls up from people leaving voice messages. How dare you say you could reverse diabetes with right. food? And yep. it was radical. It's become less radical. Like you said, there's still going to be pe- naysayers because of the patriarchy within conventional medicine. But it's we are making, I am optimistic we're as well. progress. <laughs> Love we're it. making we're progress. Chipping it away. It's like a little bit, but we're chipping it away for sure. So I'll- I mean, the conversations we've been having over the past decade plus, yeah. it's to look back. I mean, because we are so busy, it's not until I look back and think about how much has changed yeah. just in 10 years. I think we're very similar. I think we put our head down and we're just doing our thing. And we're driven by something else, right? And then you look mm-hmm. up and you're like, I, I do that too. I don't, I don't reflect back that often. But when you turn around and you look back, you're like, holy shit, like we really have come a really long way. Like, you know, we've, we've made some imprints here. So I think that part yeah. celebrate, and I'm not good about celebrating all the wins. So we've got to yeah. celebrate that one too. Yeah, I know, me either. Let's do it more often. All right. Let's talk about the type of cases that you're seeing. Yeah. Who are the people that are coming to you? What do you really feel? I mean, you have your, your hand on the pulse of the health issues of our country, these complex issues that people that are spinning their wheels, what are, what are you seeing? So the practice is so diverse, but I will tell you that it's a lot of diseases of inflammation. They take on different facades, right? So there may be a lot of autoimmune diseases coming in. There are a lot of neuroinflammatory disorders coming in, whether it's ADHD, Alzheimer's, you know, Parkinson's, you know, dementia, all that stuff. So all that's coming in and women, you know, I think the story of women has not been resolved yet. And I think that their unmet needs and their gaslit issues continue to be a driving force for the practice, you know, so, you know, whether it's their, it's rooted in their hormones, whether it's rooted in how their hormones connect to their gut function and to their brain health and so much more. But I think that's just continues to be when I, again, if I'm going to pull back and look, I mean, I think that continues to be a major driver 
whatever. And then they bring everybody else, right? So they'll bring their husbands and their brothers and their fathers and, you know, and their children and all this other stuff. So I think the heart of our practice is female-based and really hearing the stories of women and what they've been through and how that ultimately affects their lives and their decision-making, mm-hmm. you know, that's probably where a lot of it is. Now, if I speak from a chemistry standpoint, it's chronic inflammation, it's hormone imbalances, it's nutrient deficiencies because our food is not where it needs to be. And sort of the magic of how all of that like mixes up together and creates diseases and turns us into a different version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Same here. We're saying the same group of people, same population types of people. Let's talk about what are some labs that you find clinically to be very helpful that maybe people can ask their doctor for and wherever they're at, they may not do anything about those labs, but at least they can ask for them. Or what are maybe some more out of the box integrative medicine labs you find helpful clinically? Yeah. And I think labs are important. And I think the first thing to really encourage everybody is to get your numbers checked and to track them and to understand where they are. And even something as simple as a white blood cell count that everybody does or your liver enzymes that everybody does, you know, track those guys, because if you see them shift and change, those are also signs of chronic inflammation, things like insulin resistance and all that other stuff. But I think it's really important to check all your metabolic markers. I think those are very helpful. So that's an A1C, all your lipid numbers, look at a fasting insulin and understanding what's happening there because we're having an epidemic i feel like of insulin resistance in our country i think those are numbers that everybody every gender should should check for sure i think both men and women and even our teenagers should be looking at hormone levels. So they should be looking at things like circulating estradiol. They should be looking at testosterone, of course, for the boys, estradiol on both, by the way, progesterone on our women, thyroid levels. So I think everybody should be tracking and understanding where those are falling in particular. And then looking at inflammatory markers. So where where are things like a homocysteine, your sed rate, you know, where are CRPs, where are a lot of these things? Because if you can track your metabolic markers, track your inflammatory markers, understand your hormones. And then let's add some of the nutrients. I think the critical nutrients, right? Like vitamin D levels, B12, magnesium, you know, an omega-3 check, which you can do through LabCorp. I think all of these things are important to understand. And you kind of cover with those probably, probably left out iron, but you cover kind of like the 101 of optimizing your care. And everything I just rattled off can be checked through LabCorp requests. None of those are necessarily specialty labs or integrative labs. And I think the big criticism or, you know, one of the things the naysayers, you know, will point fingers at all the time is, well, that kind of care is not affordable. But these are things that can be checked through regular labs. And we do them day in and day out at the practice. And they give you a wealth of information. So I think that's probably level one. And then if you moved up a level and wanted to dive deeper, you know, and really kind of get more into a lot of the genetics of your health and how that may play out over the next 10 years or 20 years, or you want to get into more of the functional concepts of your health with how that might impact your aging and your overall wellness. Well, that's where the integrative labs I feel like really help. And they also help with assessing toxicity, which I think is going to be like the next, it probably already is, it's probably not even the next, but it's probably a major issue that you know we're grappling with, which typical lab and quest labs don't answer the questions, you know. So these are looking at things like how is mold impacting 
level one that we just talked about, you know, how are, Mm -hmm. you know, endocrine disruptors, uh, golf courses that are being sprayed with glyphosate and Roundup and all that stuff. What does it mean for your health? You know, what does our food quality mean for your health? So looking at that level of toxicity, looking at mitochondrial pieces, like, are you getting the right nutrients for mitochondrial function? Are you, are tackling methylations? We start to use a lot of big words here. And then the genetics too, just because you have a gene, whether it's the APOE for Alzheimer's or BRCA or MTHFR or COMT, it's not a life sentence. It's not like, okay, here, you know, sorry, you know, sucks to, sucks to get that. It's more of like, this is what the chemistry needs to be. This is where, how it educates us in creating a care plan for you. So that's kind of that next level. Mm-hmm. And so when we have a patient come into Center Spring MD, some of them aren't ready for all of that, right? That's, that's heavy. There's a lot there. There's a lot of information there, but the, everyone, everyone is ready for that first level. Everyone should be tracking at least mm-hmm. the markers that I talked about there. Mm-hmm. Very much so. You're absolutely right. It was people like a criticism that we get in functional medicine, integrative medicine, is that the labs, we run too many labs or that they're expensive, they're not accessible. But without a doubt, the the data that we can get from conventional labs like LabCorp and Quest is so helpful. Um, And you could see the needle move. I mean, all the things that you mentioned, you with, with, with intervention and what we do, you can see the A and B over time really improve without a doubt. But let's talk about the toxicity side of things. What are some things that people can do to to support that side of things, to support the detoxification pathways? Or how do people know if toxicity may be an issue for them? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's so tricky because so many people don't, right? They think right. That- old or they're tired or, you know, they're stressed or all these different excuses. But next thing you know, they find that they have this high level of mold in their home or they have, you know, this big chemical load that they're getting exposed to. And I've seen so many crazy cases from toxicity, but I think, I think it's hard to know that it's a toxin that's affecting your health. But I think here's what I would encourage everyone to do is if you're not feeling well, keep looking and pursuing and asking for answers and don't stop. And I think that's where functional medicine and integrative medicine does such a beautiful job. I think, you know, we're people that don't stop. If I don't get an answer over here, I'm not done. It's not like, okay, go see this guy or this guy or that guy. Like I'm going to go and and pursue the next thing. And so I think, you know, if you've got brain fog, if you've got chronic digestive issues, if you've got joint pain, if you've got chronic inflammatory, I like that chronic inflammatory response syndrome, where your inflammation is always there. It's always present. There's no explanation. And I think you need to be thinking about a toxic load and what that might mean for you. And I also think the same is true for your hormones. I think if your hormones are out of whack without an explanation, then that's another reason to maybe dig into toxicity a little bit. As far as assessing toxicity or what you can do about toxicity, you know, a lot of it begins with us. I mean, the gut, the liver, the skin, those are our key organs, right? The kidney too are key organs of of detoxing. I think before we look externally, we kind of have to look internally. So do you have good gut health? You know, are you going to the bathroom every day? Are you urinating, you know, at least four or five times a day? Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting the fiber you need? Are you getting the greens you need? Because all of that impacts 
that gut liver phase one, phase two detoxification that helps to take a toxin, wrap it up, bind it and move it out of your system. And the same is true for your hormones. You know, your hormones need your gut and your liver to work effectively. And if that's not happening, then hormones kind of go the wrong way too. So I think a lot of it begins with how we take care of our gut health, how we take care of our liver health, you know, how much we exercise, how much we sweat, how much water we drink, the food we eat, you know, all of those kind of basics to me, sort of how, how we live type uh, mm-hmm. ideas. And then I think after that, you know, it's trying to understand what your highest exposure is, right? Is it the makeup and the body care? Is that where it's all coming from? Is it food quality? Are you in a highly polluted area? Is it water quality? Like really paying more attention, you know, Mm -hmm. to that stuff and then paying attention to your indoor environment too, like looking at indoor air quality. That's where you can start to assess for things like mold, which Mm -hmm. we're seeing so much of or out West where they have the opposite issues with all the dryness and, you know, out there. So I think, I think that's the way I approach it. So I always say gut liver, First, skin, maybe second, and how much you sweat, looking at food, diet, hydration. You know, there are supplements that help with detoxing too, if you have the genetics for weaker detoxification, and then taking a hard look at your environment is next. Mm, great. I love it all. The Art of Being Well is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You all know, as a functional medicine practitioner, I talk oftentimes on this podcast and certainly at length with my patients that mental health is not separate from physical health. Mental health is physical health. Our brain is part of our body. As a functional medicine practitioner, I deal with the physiological stuff like underlying gut problems and inflammation and hormonal imbalances. And then there are experts like the experts at BetterHelp that really help with the other side of this coin. Relationships take work. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself. Whether it's hitting the gym, making time for your haircut, or even trying therapy, You are your greatest asset, so invest the time and effort into yourself like you do for other people. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Art of Being Well listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash A-B-W. Again, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash A-B-W. Our next partner has a product I recommend to patients all the time. It's called Athletic Greens. I love it because it's nutrient dense. It's convenient. It has lots of things that we need every day to feel our best all in one formula. So what is it? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Another thing that my patients really love is that it supports better sleep quality and recovery 
better mental clarity and alertness throughout the day. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take better care of yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. And I have to say, when I'm looking at labs, vitamin D deficiency is extremely common. So they'll give you a whole free year supply of vitamin D and also five free travel packs of Athletic Greens. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I want to talk about the power types that you talk so brilliantly about. What are the power types and how have you seen them help people? Yeah, so the power types are this notion that we can figure out who we are and therefore develop the right plan for each of us. So, you know, one of the biggest complaints I used to get in the practice and still do to a certain extent is like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. There's so much information out there. Like, I don't know, what do I do? Do I do this diet or this diet? Like, you know, what do I do? What do I take? And so it was interesting to me in merging medicine, which I'm super passionate about, where you take Ayurvedic, Chinese medicine, nutrition you know, all the nutritional knowledge we have, the hormone knowledge we have, and you merge it with more conventional medicine. When you do that, the beauty of Eastern medicine is that they really match personality, you know, sort of these archetypes to the medical and to the chemistry that they were seeing back thousands of years ago. So you might have somebody who worries a lot. Well, there was a meridian that went with that. And that meant that there was a diet that went with that, which also meant there were hormone imbalances that were involved as well. So anyhow, as I'm seeing patients and kind of processing this over the years and watching it, it was literally like, I'm like, oh my gosh, people really do fall into types. And there Mm -hmm. are three to five main types. And I Mm -hmm. made all talks about that with the doshas, you know, they have Pitta, Vata, Kapha, those three main doshas, and they do the same thing. But I go, how brilliant would it be to merge what Eastern medicine has gifted us with Western medicine, you know, where we have technology and data and lab work, how beautiful would it be to bring all that together? So at least, you know, you could provide somebody with a roadmap, like, hey, you know, like my biggest pet peeve is like, I never had an opportunity to understand myself. I didn't know, you know, that I had very strong pitta and very strong vata qualities. Therefore, I shouldn't be on gluten and I shouldn't be on dairy. And if I had known that at 20, I wouldn't have had this whole health journey, like, you know, in my later 20s and early 30s. So I was just like, how incredible would it be to gift people with this is who you are? This may mm-hmm. not hundred percent who you are, right? Because everyone has their own story, but at least you could start your health journey. You have a place mm-hmm. to begin. And so that's where the power types came from. So they're emerging of Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, some of the nutritional markers and hormonal markers that match each of those. And then a lot of the personality stuff. So it was just fun for me. So we've got like 
you know, at the time my daughter was very much a gypsy girl, right? She's always off somewhere in her head. She's imagining, she's creating, you know, super creative, but at the same time, so prone to anxiety and trouble focusing and trouble sleeping. And so she was that very Vada kind of kidney meridian type person. So I named them the gypsy girls because I kept meeting them over and over again in practice. And, you know, and then there were the boss ladies who were like those go-getters and I knew them in practice. Like I'm partly one to myself, but they're just like, they would talk like this and, you know, they had their little list and they're checking off their list along the way and they're very direct. So I'm like, okay, wait, these are pittas and they have this diet they need to follow. So anyhow, so I developed all of these. And when it came to like the earth mama, yeah, my husband hates when I say this, but like to me, he was, you know, the quintessential earth mama was always about everybody else. Let me take care of everyone else. Let me nurture everyone else. I don't care about myself, like whatever. And so they had classic, you know, patterns as well too. So anyhow, it just, it just kept falling into place. And so that's where I came up with the issue with the idea of the power types. And it's been fun. You know what I mean? Like people, that book is now three or four years old and still like are like oh my gosh I did the test amazing book what I am and uh, I followed the plan and this is what happened so I really love it I feel like it was the ultimate brain dump for me but it was was fun so I love that all your clinical and what you created is sort of a trans diagnostic thing of bringing ancient like medicine traditional medicine into conventional medicine all together and you're right when you're seeing things 10 11 hours a day you see a lot of profiles um, so people could take that quiz and see what power type they're at. It, it's in the book. Do you have it on your site as well? Or on the site too, there's a whole section of quizzes. So I went a little nuts with it. I probably went too crazy with it. So a year or two after all of that, I'm like, wait, I don't have types for men, you know? And so then I started doing all the power types for men. And then I did one for children because I was having issues here at home with you and my own children. And so I was like, well, maybe if I applied this theory to them, I'd understand them better. And sure enough, it did. Like it helped, it helped me understand kind of how to, to navigate everybody a little bit better. So now, yes, there's a whole section on the site, drtaz.com, which is just about taking quizzes. So you can pick a quiz you want to take and go for it. Awesome. And we'll put the links on the website as well. You're in the description of the episode. Awesome. All right. Are you ready for a section of the po- podcast that I call your art of being well. The podcast is called The Art of Being Well. We talk about the science and the art of wellness, all the things we've been talking about in just today's discussion. But this is Dr. Taz's Art of Being Well. It's all your okay. favorite things. Are you ready for this? I think so. I'm nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. I'll be nervous. <laughs> all right. It's going to be fun. Right. Any answer goes. It, it's to- totally relaxed. All right. If you could only eat one food for survival, purely on nutrient density, stuck on an island, what would that food be? Ooh, one food for survival. I take a pack of almonds. Love it. Any yeah. reason why? Healthy fats, protein, fiber? That's protein, fiber. They're filling. I know I can go probably for at least 12 hours uh, and be okay. So I think that's the reason. Cool. Some almonds and water. We're good. Almonds and water. Good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next one, completely opposite. If you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, purely on taste alone, regardless of health benefits, what would that food be? Oh my gosh, there's so many. I have to pick one. So I have a problem with potato chips. So potentially it could be potato chips if you told me they like there was no repercussions to eating them all the time. So that's like a problem. And then I kind of have a 
help with ice cream. I worked in an ice cream store for 12 years in my mom's store. And so I still didn't lose my love for ice cream. So those are two things touch anymore, but yeah. yeah. Right. And that is those better alternatives for those certainly that are by no means health foods, but better, better ingredients, I should say. But what's like, if you had to pick favorite chip out there, what's so many great chips. I love chips too. I know. I love chips. You know what I really like? I like plantain chips. Me too. Those are actually really yummy. So yeah, but I mean, my son's inherited the same problem, like nachos, <laughs> chips, like, so now they're just out of the house. We're like, no more, we're done. We can't do You're getting old and have sports and I'm getting older. So no, we're done. <laughs> so. All right. So next question, what are two supplements that have been the biggest game changer for you personally? Oh, that one's so much easier. So I'm a huge believer in AMLA because it has completely changed my hair. And then I'm a huge believer. Well, that's three. I'm a huge believer in the B vitamins for sure. Okay. Okay. Those and then iron. I have a chronic iron deficiency. It probably got me into trouble way back when, but iron's a big one for me. Awesome. Really good stuff. So is there a specific way that you take it? What what do you like? I don't take it the way my mother showed me how to take it. So, you know, your parents show you all this stuff and you rebel against everything. So she used to take amla as a fruit, right? It's Indian gooseberry and, and it has just the, one of the highest vitamin C levels. So she used to use it because this is just a side story. She had very light brown hair like my daughter. And in India, where she grew up, she wanted black hair like everybody else. So she would soak it and then put it in her scalp because it would darken your hair. But it also relaxed the scalp. So for people with hair loss, it was a sort of a tonic, a topical tonic that they would use. And then orally, a lot of your Ayurvedic you know, doctors and stuff like that would recommend it for hair loss, for vitality, for stamina, for all these things. So I actually take it orally. I did try the topical thing when I was going through all my stuff and ended up spraying it all over the ceiling. And it's dark when it's, you know, when it's so, so we ended up having like a pattern on the ceiling that we had to repaint. So yeah, I take it topically. It's wonderful. I love it. And when I forget to take it, I do see a difference in my hair for sure. And then iron, you know, I'll take an iron chelate and then the mm-hmm. B. I need the methylated B vitamins. But those are three things I can't live without for sure. Interesting. And the vitamin C and the amyla will help with the iron absorption too. Yeah. Yeah. Very high vitamin. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question. What is your latest non-food, non-supplement biohack wellness tool that you're really into? Non-food, non-supplement biohack. So I, this is not really a hack. This is kind of boring, but I've been pretty, so I have a little bit of weighing scale trauma. And I think a lot of women have that, like goes way back to med school where all the girls were competing on who's the skinniest, right? So I don't like to weigh myself every day to track what's going on. However, I do need to know what's going on. So my hack, which is not really a hack is I actually take my waist circumference and my hip measurements like every day or every other day to understand what's going on. So that's my way of being accountable versus jumping on the scale over and over again. So that's not anything high tech or fancy by any means, but something easy that everybody could do. So that's one. And I think the other is using some of these trackers, you know, like using the fitness trackers. It's been very interesting. I don't know about you, but like my patient care days are long and I was shocked to see how sedentary I am during those days, you know, like, and it's just like, I'll, leave here and come back and it's six or seven o'clock at night. And I've only gotten 2000 steps in the whole day. Yeah. So I age, right? Like that 
piece of being sedentary catches up very quickly. So to me, that was like tracking that, understanding my movement, understanding what's happening, I think has been really important for me. And then mm-hmm. I love, you said one, this is three. I love the glucometer. I don't know how many people have been using the Freestyle Libre glucometer because mm-hmm. understanding blood sugars are has been really enlightening. Like I wore it and you can just scan your blood sugar and get a little report of where you are. And it was fascinating to me because I'm, I feel like I'm better with my diet when we're not traveling, right? I'm a little bit stricter. I'm on more of a routine, Mm -hmm. but my blood sugars are better when I'm on vacation, you know? And that was shocking to me because I'm like, but but I just ate like, you know, (laughs) dessert or whatever I ate, you know? And it's just, it's a testament to the stress and the sleep piece. I I'm less stressed and that brings the entire insulin thing crashing down, you know, so. Yeah. Love that. All, all great tools. I, I, very, I love them. What is one wellness myth you would like to dispel once and for all? Wellness myth. I would, uh, well, it's not really a myth. I want to dispel the calories in calories out. I mean, I don't know if that's a wellness myth necessarily, because I feel like a lot of people are talking about that, but I think it's a feeding for women in particular, when they hear that over and over again, because there's so many, while it is true to a certain extent, there's so many blocks before you can get there. Like you've got to get their gut health where it needs to be. You have to get inflammation down. You have to correct the sleep cycle. You know, you have to balance their hormones. Then it's calories in, calories out, right? So I think right. that, that I feel like is, is such an issue. And I think the other is, you know, I don't know how this is going to go over. I think whatever diet you're doing, right? There's so many different diets you're out there. You cannot get away from the importance of water, fiber, whole foods, right? And then eating at consistent intervals. So I think so many people will do whichever diet and will, I had a guy the other day, I was shocked. He told me, he was like, he did his blood type and he's an O positive like me. And he's like, well, my nutritionist said, O's can eat meat. So he goes, I'm like, I'm going to eat meat. So I go, how much meat have you been eating? So he's been doing like two or three burgers a day, chicken at night, like just excess. Cause he felt like he got licensed to eat meat. And I'm like, dude, your triglycerides have quadrupled on me from our last visit with whatever you're doing. So I think, you know, you can't get away from water, fiber, needing, needing all those greens, you know, and then Mm -hmm. getting in, you know, the right you know, the meals at the right time. So I think a lot of people are doing all this, you know, they're fasting excessively. I love fasting. I do it myself, but there's gotta be some rhythm to it. There's gotta be, and I've got all these people like I did a three day fast and then I did a two day and meanwhile, their thyroid is crashing, you know, this Mm -hmm. number over here is going in the toilet. So I think that's another one that you've got, you can't get away from the basics and the basics Mm -hmm. same across all diets. Yeah. Agreed fully. Yeah. What is one wellness brand whether it be a food snack, a product that you really been loving. Well, this brand, oh my gosh, I love Siete. I don't know if you Me tried too. all that. Oh, yeah. The, free. And so the fuego, fuego chips. The chips. Our fuego. Yeah. It's not like, <laughs> I can't like trade out my potato chips for, for Siete chips, but they are delicious. And a lot of their tortillas are delicious as well. And our family can actually eat them and digest them and things like that. So I think they have some great products. So I love their stuff. There's so many great brands out there. I think now foods does a good job of providing, you know, a lot of different supplements and making them accessible, you know, to everybody. Mm -hmm. That's another great brand too. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I would say those two for sure. Great. What is one spiritual or mindfulness practice that has helped you the most? Staying still. 
I am like action Jackson most of the time. I'm like a doer. And, you know, I think I show my stress by doing, you know, I think that's kind of how I am. But, but forcing a morning routine where I'm with God, right? Like I'm forced to stay still, whether I write about it or I read about it or I listen or I just sit still, you know, and, you know, some mornings it's 10 minutes, some mornings it's 30 minutes, but that has been so powerful for me because it's taken away this energy, right. That like is always in existence, but sort of channeling it in the right direction. Right. So I think learning to stay still has been kind mm-hmm. of a gift for me. And then learning to be with spirit has been a big gift for me because otherwise mm-hmm. It can be very academic and it can be very intellectual. It can be all these other things, but just kind of taking all that noise out of it and just, just being, I think has been incredible. So beautiful. Definitely. What is one skincare product that if you only had one product, what would that product be? I don't think I can live without my vitamin C serum. So I'm actually playing, we are going to launch a skincare line, by the way, FYI. Wow. Yeah. But for the last year, I've had samples of my serum and have loved it to the point that like none of us in the family can live without it. So that's my favorite at the moment. That's so. awesome. When does it come out? I didn't know this. I'm not sure. It's always testing and sampling and all this other stuff. So it's probably going to be either later in the fall or early next year. So awesome. Great. All right. Last question. What is one book that you've read in the last year that has really inspired you? It doesn't have to be health, but it can be. The Happiness Project. Is that the name of it? I think so. I think yeah, called, I've heard of it. Yeah, the Happiness Project. It was just about, you know, I'm I'm very I'm a lot I'm a lot like probably a lot of women that listen to you. I'm, I've always been goal oriented. I've always even before this world. I've always I mean I can think back to being ten or eleven and like being very focused and goal oriented and things like that. But you can you can miss out when you're wired that way. Like you know the years go by, the seasons can go by, and and you know, and that's the challenge of anything that are mission driven, like the mission keeps driving you, right? Like, okay, it's not done yet. The mission's not done yet. But at the same time, like there's all these beautiful things that, you know, I would have missed out on. So the pandemic was a gift. It grounded me. It got me off a plane. And, you know, while I wouldn't want us out of it and I don't want any more death or destruction, I think the forced slowdown was was much needed, you know, at least for our family. So I had an opportunity to spend more time with my daughter. I would have really missed out on some critical moments, you know, if I, if I hadn't, and it just, it just was that lesson of, you know, appreciate where you are, you know, because not everything is here forever and we can't take it all for granted. And even though we have a mission, we don't need to miss out, you know, and I think that's the part that so many of us forget along the way. Yeah. Beautifully said. Dr. Taz, I love talking to you. And we're so excited that we had this chance to catch up. Yeah, it's so good to see you. I, I think about over the years, like the different panels we've got to go on together and different projects we've been a part of together. It's really cool, like we said earlier, to take some time to look back at some of the really amazing things we've been able to be a part of over the past decade and be a part of this conversation. And I appreciate, I'm honored to be in this space with you. Oh, well, I feel the same about you. And I know this isn't it for us. I know we're probably going to do a million other things together as we move this stuff forward. But congratulations to you and on all your successes as well. I'm always cheering you from the side over here. So Thank you. Well, tell the family I said hi, and hopefully we'll be together in person soon. 
Sounds good. Take care. At the end of every episode, I'll be answering a question from one of you guys. Nothing is off limits. Ask me anything. And you can send your questions over to me on Instagram or Facebook. As a functional medicine practitioner, it's been fun seeing the questions that have already come in on different food philosophies, wellness trends, and ways to approach overall mental, emotional, and physical health and well-being. Thanks for those. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else is on your mind. Now it's time for another Ask Me Anything. Today's question is from Brian. Brian asks, hi, Dr. Cole. You answered a question last week about iron. What are some foods that are high in iron? Thank you for the question, Brian. You're right. In the last week's Ask Me Anything, I answered a question about the optimal range for iron and symptoms of low iron. So if you haven't checked that out, check out the previous Ask Me Anything at the end of the episode. Uh, So the question here is, what are the foods that are high in iron? And it's a great question. As I mentioned before, the food is primary here and you always want to work on nutrient density in really key specific ways. I base it off of labs. And uh, let's start with, uh, with the start with food, right? Food is first here. So iron rich foods. And I would say first, let's look at the bioavailability of certain irons, what's called heme iron, what your body uses the most Availably, what's what what is most active to the body, and what the body has to convert the least is the top is you all probably know the answer to this, but I talk about it at length on the podcast. It is beef liver or chicken liver. Just three ounces of beef liver or chicken liver has three point five milligrams or more of serving. These are what are considered iron-rich foods. Of course, make sure it's organic, grass-fed if it's beef, make sure it's organic, pasture-raised if it's chicken. Also, some pescatarian options, three ounces of mussels, three ounces of oysters is a serving size for an abundant source of the heme iron, which again is the bioavailable, most usable to your body form of iron. Other good forms of, uh, or good sources of iron, uh, grass-fed beef, canned sardines, cooked turkey, veal. These are all great sources of iron. And then non-heme iron, which your body can take and then convert to the active form are beans, legumes, tofu. Again, make sure it's organic, make sure it's on non-GMO and also, nuts and seeds are another great source of non-heme iron. Peas, broccoli, spinach, dark leafy greens, all great sources of non-heme iron, which your body can then take and then convert into heme iron. So this is one of the things, I actually talk about this in Ketotarian, my first book, which is a mostly plant-based ketogenic diet. And why one of the, the caveats that I talk about of trying to bring in non-plant-based sources is this heme, non-heme, iron conversation is a lot of people, especially if people have unhealthy guts, they're not digesting, they're not absorbing things appropriately. The ample amounts of iron that some people need, their conversion rate is so poor that they're not getting optimal iron. And that's why one of the potential pitfalls of a strict vegan diet is iron deficiency and other nutrient deficiencies because of the bioavailability of non-heme iron. So something to consider, maybe 
land on pescatarian and bring in some of these wild-caught fish and foods that are rich sources of this more bioavailable heme iron. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon.